Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome in. We're really going to be talking about your ideal calendar from the perspective of time management. Um, I'm fortunate enough to come to you today. I'm in Cabo. Andy and I are here for a month. So some days we work, but a lot of days we don't. Um, It's really fun to be with you, though. So what I thought I would do is start with a question in chat. And I'd like to know what are the two biggest obstacles you face relating to time management? Gina, can I share my obstacles or what used to be my obstacles? Of course. Well, did you want to wait to see what the others were first? No, no, no. Go right ahead, Carl. Well, I think my biggest obstacle up to quite a few years ago was understanding where I was really making money, you know? And um, I came across the, uh, it's the stoplight method where, you know, red, you're off, you're doing whatever uh, you need to do. You're not worried about working or whatnot. Uh, Green is making money. And where do you make money? You make money in front of people and you make money, uh, you know, uh, getting your marketing and stuff going. But the yellow is stuff that we try to do that we shouldn't be doing. That's administrative stuff. That's calling cold calls and leads and things of that nature. That should be done by somebody else. So understanding, you know, where do you make money? What's productive? And and with us, the production from an advisor is being in front of a client. And once you understand that, then you understand how to manage your time better. Yeah, I'll share Go ahead, Greg. I was going to say I'll share too because Gina's fixed a lot of my obstacles. So one of the the big obstacles that I had was the control. You know, I wanted to keep too much control of of my prospects, my calendar. You know, you know the the whole process of it. You know, you feel I felt like I was the best at doing it, and uh, come to find out, it actually created you know less progress, which I'm sure Gina will speak on today. Yeah, and I think like a lot of you are putting in here interruptions, not having enough time in the day to get everything done, um, inconsistent routine, email. And I think a lot comes down to how you separate your time. In other words, you yes, there's a ton of things everybody needs to do. But going back to what Carl and some of what Greg just said is there's money-making activities and then there's stuff activities. And if you're merging the two of them together, a lot of times you're not getting anything done because you're flip-flopping and you usually spend more time doing the stuff versus the money side of things. So I feel like first and foremost, you have to separate. And going back to emails as an example, you have to find a way to turn them off and not answer the phone when you're in the middle of something like you wouldn't answer the phone if you were with a client, right? Talking to a client or face to face with a client. So if you're working on something that's very productive and you need to do it, then you shouldn't be answering the phone. And emails is like the kiss of death. Before we ever had emails, we didn't have those kinds of interruptions. But if you set it up that you look at your email, maybe at eight, at 10, at 12, at two, at four. More importantly, if you're an advisor, 
you shouldn't even be getting your emails. Someone else should be sifting them, facilitating them. Like they can respond to the majority of them because what you're going to be doing is delegating them on to somebody else anyway, for the most part. So I feel like when you time block and, you know, Carl brought up colors, but when Mary and I were um, doing the coaching program, the colors that we used were green, blue, and yellow. So green is your opportunities. Blue is the stuff work and yellow is when you are on your free days or your non-working days, which means you're not going to do any work. But I think another word that comes up here in the um, chat is consistency. So if you're consistent with what you're going to do and when you're going to do it, as I just used email as an example, these are the time slots that you're going to check it um, and or you're going to delegate it. But if you're also consistent on the days that you're going to be making phone calls or working on paperwork or whatever it is, you've got to set up your ideal calendar in the way you want it to be. So every single week, my calendar is laid out in what I need to do. There's some open time slots for things that I probably don't want to be doing, but I have to do. And I just feel like the more you are planning out your week, the more control you have in your week versus your week controlling you. Does that make sense to everybody? And planning your week is the hardest thing to do. So when you're laying it out, I'm going to give you a little exercise that I think might help. But when you're laying it out, you have to really be clear about where and how you're spending your time relating to money making and then the stuff. So I just pulled this up or made this this morning because when I was thinking about your calendar, it's what helps me lay out my week. Like there are certain things that I have every single week, bar none, unless I'm not working. And like, in other words, I have a one hour meeting every Monday morning with my right arm assistant. And she and I are pretty much doing everything for the week. And she's finding the slots for me to do things. And including when I delegate to her things that need to be done. And if I need to do something, it goes on the calendar. If someone is in control of your calendar, you are going to be less likely to be doing the stuff that you don't want to be doing. So I'm going to have you just have a sheet of paper out and divide it down into three columns. And... What I would like you to do is divide those columns into want to do, need to do, don't want to do. And so the first one that says want to do, what are the things that you want to be doing in the business? And then what are the things that you need to do? And what I mean by need to do, like you have to do it because no one else in your office knows how to do it. And or going back to what Greg said earlier, you can't let go of it. Okay. And the third column, things that you don't want to do, but you're doing. Okay. So I'd like to hear from you. What When you're looking at your list, what do you see? For me personally, I think I'm in the wrong uh, position at the moment in time. I uh, do a lot of like uh, a mix of things, whether it's paperwork, 
and then I go into investment management and I'm bouncing back and forth from that client associate role to that paraplanner role. And I think I need to focus in on more on the paraplanner rather than a combination of both. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see who else. I would say, you know, this whole concept of email, right? Um, as a matter of fact, we had a little conversation about it in the office yesterday, that even when I'm not in the office, or even when I am in the office, I, I shouldn't be checking email, right? And uh, we've actually created um, some categories where uh, Lauren can go in and say things that she thinks are things I don't need to see. We have a special folder that's called review before delete. So if these are things that I consistently get that I never need to see, then she knows going forward, yes, she can delete those. Then we also have another file where we've created an unsubscribe, where people that just, you know, just random things that come in, that start to come in a lot. It's like, you know what? I'm, I'm never going to look at this stuff. So we've created an unsubscribe file um, that she'll just go in and do what needs to happen on that. But that really is the biggest time waster for me is, is email. And I do understand the value of creating set times to review it. But sometimes I feel like um, if I'm having, you know, this conversation back and forth and I'm waiting to get some information back, you know, I want to keep, I want to keep checking and see if it came in. And I know that's really my biggest time waster. Yeah. Yes. And a, a couple of things. So going back to the chart, the things that you don't want to do, those are the things that you need to find a way to delegate. They just need to get off of your plate. However, the things that you need to do are usually the things that screw up your whole schedule because you need to do them, you don't want to do them, and therefore you procrastinate them. And then when you're supposed to be doing the things that you want to be doing, the things that you need to be doing creep in. So going back to the need to do, those are the things that you should time block for sure. Because when you're scheduling appointments, those are scheduled appointments, right? And therefore, unless somebody cancels, you don't have to really worry about that. But the things that you need to do, if you block it out and you do it, you tackle it, it could be on Wednesday and Friday mornings, it's an hour, it's a half hour, whatever it might be, but you put those things in there and you can forget about them and do them. Depending on how much time you need, when you're doing that, but most importantly, that first column, the things that you want to be doing, like I personally feel that there's only three things that an advisor should do. They should be in front of opportunities. They should be prospecting for opportunities and they should be delegating everything else. Like if you were doing that, you could double your business easily. But we're getting involved, going back to what Greg said, we're getting involved with too many things that we can't let go of. And the more things that you let go of, the more time you have to do what you want to do, which is to grow the business. And when I say in front of people, that could be in meetings and or it can be when you're doing a presentation or a webinar or a seminar, whatever it might be. But it's those things that you need to do that haunt you. The other thing is some of those things that you need to do not only need to be time blocked, but also the tasks like your to-do list, if you will, probably needs to be segmented as well. Like what are your A's, B's, and C's of to-dos so that you're always doing the to-dos that are most important first. Most of the time we're doing the C to-dos first because they usually are simple, but they take up a lot of time. Is that making sense to all of you? 
I'm thinking uh, buffer days, like where say we have a, a big day of green, we get three clients maybe come in, there's a lot of stuff that we have to now absorb and figure out how we want to go with that. You know, I need the time to do that, but then next day there's other clients that are coming in and it all starts kind of blending together. So I, I'm assuming that that time is still green time, even though the clients aren't here anymore. Now I got to sit back and go through all the information, the data, the projections, whatever else we want to do, and then come up with a presentation when they follow up the meeting. So how, do I count that as green or do I, is that stuff? Well, another way to look at it, like you're referring to a buffer day, which is strategic coach. And when, again, Mary and I were doing the coaching program, we were looking at green activities and blue activities, right? And I think if we really look at a day and you can have a little of both, like when you're meeting with someone that's green, but when you're preparing, it's probably going to be blue and it's blue because blue is more like a buffer day. It's when you're preparing for or reviewing of if somebody is preparing for you, but most importantly, you can have a little bit on of each color in your day. It's just that I like to say that either you're going to do your green in the morning and then the blue in the afternoon so that you're totally present and ready for whatever you need to do relating to a green activity. But then when you're done with those, you can then delegate or do whatever you need to do after those meetings in the afternoon, and that would be more blue time. And I think that, you know, going back to buffer focus and free days as the strategic coach talks about it, I think it's a great, great system. However, I feel that people really have a hard time having a full day of any one of those three days or any one of those three colors, unless it's yellow or a free day and you're totally disconnected to the business. But I do think for a lot of you, it's better to have blue time and green time in a day, as long as you're not doing blue, green, green, blue, because sometimes when you're doing blue first, and then you're going in to meet with clients, it's too hard to shift gears. Like the stuff is just wandering around in your mind versus you being totally present to the green. So would it be safe to say that on my green days, there's no A, B, or C ranking their green is green and that's the one we're doing the blue seems like there's a lot of stuff in the blue i got to focus on a b c and d because some of that stuff is prepping for the meeting coming up tomorrow some of the stuff is analyzing the meeting we just had but then other stuff is you know emails and you know fixing the copier and things like that it seems like a lot of stuff is in the blue it is and and you probably for all of you you probably need more blue time than you think you don't want the blue time you would rather have more of the green time. But at the same time, if you're doing all those things until you delegate it, you have to be doing the blue things. So in not only putting it in A, B, and C, as you just said, Peter, but I think the other piece to it is blocking that time on the calendar. And it could be appointment review or appointment prep for A, B, and C. So whoever the individuals are, because if you just put blue time on your calendar, you get to blue time and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. And therefore you don't do anything because it's just a mess of stuff. Okay. But when you're organized with the stuff that you need to do, then you'll get more done. It's like plowing through it. It's almost like a challenge. So a lot of times what I'll do on my days is the blue things, if you will, or on the beginning of my buffer day, I'm going to do the things that I don't want to do. I don't like to do, but I need to do. I just plow through them. And then the rest of the day, I can mix and match whatever I want. But Got the it. key thing is I'm getting done the things that are going to haunt me and prevent me from doing those green activities. 
Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. Gina, can you speak to, because I think it'd be beneficial in this conversation. I think one of the things you convinced me of, which was very, very beneficial, is just, uh, you know, what point would you suggest that they begin looking at really, you need to hire somebody, right? You need to delegate you. It's easy to say delegate, but I think one of the biggest challenges that I went through was, okay, I don't have anyone necessarily to delegate to. So maybe if you can give them a little bit of a value add to saying, hey, if you're at this point, here's where you might want to consider, you know, bringing somebody on. Because I think that helped me transition to where you know, now everything was being pulled off my calendar. My calendar was really beginning to get filled with what really was beneficial to my organization. Yeah. And I think, you know, depending on if you are alone right now, or even if you have one or two team members working with you, if you're still doing a lot of stuff, you have to first look at what they're doing. And are they doing stuff work that's beneficial to the business? Or are they doing stuff work that's beneficial to you? In other words, if they're just doing stuff work, like an example would be like they're sending out birthday cards, they're doing these kinds of things. Does that really do anything for the business? Or is there something else that can free up your time that they can be doing? But if they're bogged down or you're bogged down, then you really have to take an analysis of all those activities and say, who do I need to hire? And what are the most important activities that that person can do that's going to free me up to be in front of people or seminars, like that first column, things that you really want to be doing in the business. And when you're going to hire that person, again, this goes back to the first thing that Greg said earlier, is you have to give up control. So you have to train them or have somebody train them to do the things that you don't want to be doing, but that they're doing it right. Because once you get that monkey off your back, you don't want it back again. Now, it's fearful for everybody to hire someone because the thing that you look at is, oh my gosh, like I'm making this amount and if I'm paying this person this, but if you find the right person, they pay for themselves within a three-month period. So they pay for themselves within a three-month period. And the reason being is because they're doing all the stuff, it gives you more time to be in front of opportunities, which then grows the business. You know, I just add, because this was a big transition for me. Gina knows I was very much a control freak. We were a small operation. And once you get comfortable with that, what you'll realize is the clients actually have a much better experience because there's a more process-driven follow-up with them. And they actually prefer, you know, the, the quick responses. Like, you know, the stuff that I suck at, and I suck at like emails, follow-up. I mean, there were things that would linger on my desk. I don't do any of that anymore. Now, you don't have to necessarily graduate to where I'm at, but I don't even have my email on my card. I don't have my cell phone on my card. My clients know not to email me. I tell them, if you email me, you're going to get, you're going to hate me because I don't respond well. So with a little bit of it's just like conditioning how you remove those things on your calendar off. It's not just delegating them. 
It's a process, but I guarantee you, once you evolve the process and get comfortable with it, my calendar is constantly filled. I don't have to worry about follow-up with clients. All those things that were important, but not really where I should be spending my time, were getting done a lot more efficiently, effectively than I would have ever have done them. Right. And and I guess what? I, I enjoy coming to work now because I'm only doing the things I really enjoy, Pete. You know, it's like I get to come to work and do the three things that just I'm either coaching, I'm seeing people, I'm working on planning. Yeah, I mean, or I'm working on my business. That's all my day consists of anymore, you know, with it, which is it's fun. You know, it gets to that point. And so it, it it's hard to explain. And, and Gino's like the one that kids, you need to hire somebody to do this. And, and, you know, I'm like, you know, I was holding on, dragging, and she was pulling me across everything. But, you know, once I released it and gave it up, it was the best thing. Well, I just yeah. wrote down what you said, Greg. I'm adding it to Gina's list here, like what to do, need to do, want to do. But you basically said, what do I suck at? Like, <laughs> And there's a lot of things that I suck at. I'm really not that good at certain things that you just said, following up with this client or that one or whatever it is. Somebody else can do a better job with it. So it's not even that I want to do it or don't want it. I'm just not good at it. So I think I'm going to start with that and find out what am I not good at that I shouldn't even be doing. Well, think about there. what wrecks your day mentally, right? Yeah. What are the stuff that you look at? It's like, oh, I got to do that. I found it much easier to say, hey, you do this for me and be done with it because there are people that you can hire. And that's what Gene was talking about. There are people that actually enjoy those things. Yeah. Right? Yes. They're co- the complete opposite of me. You don't want to hire you to do these things. You want to hire the person that loves those things that, that you don't like. And that's part of that job description. But that's really, I think, the evolution of the calendar. You identifying where you need to spend your time, but then how do I create the calendar more effectively? And I'm going to go back to um, Adam put in here some struggle from task paralysis and lack of ability to prioritize. So I think that when we have a lot of to do's and if you're just putting all your to do's in one like list, if you will, then it is paralysis. But if you segment your to-dos, now for some of you, you might segment it of like, I'm going to use a header, like it could be new business, it could be scheduling, it could be paperwork. But if you segment them, and then going back to your time blocking, so let's say that some of those things go into your blue time blocking, you'll put in there paperwork or whatever it is. But when you're just doing a running to-do list, it doesn't matter if it's in your CRM or if it's on a sheet of paper, wherever it is, it's just an endless list of things to do. But then you have to keep looking at it to reprioritize it. So if you use some kind of a header, that's going to help. And then when you're heading them up and you put down the things that are most important first, so let's say you have five different headers, whatever they might be, but the ones that are most important are at the top, that's your priority. But then it does come back to time blocking. You really have to time block. And something that, going back to what you said, Peter, um, the things that we don't like to do, that we're not good at, like I heard this from Bill Gates a gazillion years ago, and I still today do this. Like I always have a pad of paper next to me. And whenever I'm doing something I don't want to do, don't like to do, want to get it off my plate, whatever it is, I write it down. And then my focus is, how do I move it? Like, how quickly can I move it? And that's what I have to prioritize first. But the more I have someone else do it, and they're really good at it, 
then I can forget about it and then get lost into something else. But the combination of all that we talked about today, one is identifying time slots and the simple things like emails, making sure that it's not on because an email is a distraction or an interruption. If there are times that you just need to really work on something or focus on something, you need to shut yourself down. Like think of yourself as a surgeon and you don't want a surgeon looking at anything else but you when they're doing surgery. That's what a client is looking at from you as well. But at the same time, there's prep before you go to surgery. So that, again, is your blue time. And the more that you find things that you don't want to be doing and get them off your plate, and that person might not be excellent at them. However, they're going to do them much more consistently than you ever will. You'll keep procrastinating, and then it just blows up your whole week. So an ideal calendar is when where you block out your time, you stay consistent with it, you alter it whenever it's not working. And then most importantly, you're in control of it. Any other questions, thoughts? I know this time goes by so fast. We could talk about this forever. I just put in there next week's topic. It's going to be with Greg Hammer. So reliability of income, a powerful conversation. And thank you for coming. All right, everybody. Thank you. Have a great day. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.